Come on, y'all give it up for Jesus real quick. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Y'all excited to be in the house this morning? And like Dylan said, y'all ready to get in the Word? Come on, this is the Word of God. The same Word that spoke creation into existence is this Word right here. The same Word that breathed life into you is this Word right here. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the, and the Word was, and the Word was God. Amen, right? This is the same Word that spoke all creation to existence. There's power, there's life in this Word. Amen? Did you know that every single word in this book is for you? Hey, baby Christian, every word in this book is for you. Hey, seasoned adult Christian who's been saved since he was five years old, this word, <laughs> this word is for you. Junior hires, this word is for you. Teenagers, this word is for you. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, all, all scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God, the believer, may be complete. This word is for you. Can I get an amen this morning? Aren't you thankful for all the promises in this word? Come on, I'm bragging about the word of God here for a second. This is what our, our foundation is on as believers, as Christians. Y'all thankful for the promises in this word? I tried to research how many promises in this word, and I couldn't really put a number on it. There's a lot of promises in this word, amen? Type of promises where we can say, God, you promised this. It doesn't matter what it looks like, whatever situation that I'm in. I'm standing on this promise. I'm standing on your word. It's the type of promise that says if God said it, then that settles it. I get to stand and hold on to the promises of God. I need you to talk back to me this morning because my voice is going out. I just led worship and now I got to preach. Amen. There's truth in this word. Can I get an Amen. No matter what people tell you, no matter what your family told you, no matter what your workplace tells you, no matter what the world looks like today, there is truth in this word. And we can stand on this truth. Amen? Unfortunately, I believe that the importance of the word in the daily life of a believer has been diminished in the church today. I believe that there is... There's a, a circumstance and a problem in the church today where Christians will, you say they believe in God. They'll say that they worship God. They say, oh, man, yeah, I love God, man. I go to church every Sunday. But there's studies that show that the majority don't even read their word every day. And it kind of boggles my mind because if this is supposed to be the foundation, if this is supposed to be the truth, then the question is, why don't we really tear this thing apart and really find out what God says about things and really dig into the truth and the meat of this word? There's a situation in the church where we're more reliant on the Sunday morning experience rather than the truth that's in God's word. And that's what I want to preach about this morning. This isn't a mind-boggling, theological, crazy sermon. But this is a simple sermon because we need to get back to this. We need to get back to this word. Amen. So I'm going to preach to you a message today called Cistern Living. Cistern Living. And I'm going to explain what that means in just a second. But can we do real quick? Can we pray real quick? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, help us. We are here to grow. We're here to be challenged. We're here to change. Father, we are not here to stay in the same situation, the same walk of life as we've always been. But, Father, we are here to grow. Someone say we're here to grow. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Turn to your neighbor say, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to grow. Put that first scripture up for me. Psalms 1, verse 2 through 3. Y'all ready? Come on, y'all ready to get in the word? Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3. If you got your Bibles, say, I got it if you got it. I could pull Pastor Brian and be like, if you don't got it, say, help me, Jesus. I love when Pastor says that. Amen. Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Let's read it one more time. Go back to verse 2. But they delight in the law of the Lord. Someone say the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night. Those people are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. How many of y'all like that verse? <laughs> They're like, man, I want, I want to bear fruit each season. Man, I want my leaves to never wither. Man, I want to be prosperous in all I do. Go back to the top of that. But they delight in the law of the Lord. That word delight means extreme satisfaction. Are you extremely satisfied in this word? Do you delight in this word? Or do you delight in Facebook? Or do you delight in, and I, I'm going to go there, Louisiana. I'm so sorry. Y'all delight in eating? <laughs> Y'all know how much weight I gained since I moved here? It's unholy. But they delight in the law of the Lord. What are you delighting in every single day? I'm not talking about on Sunday morning because on Sunday mornings, we delight in the word. In Sunday mornings, we find satisfaction in worship and in his presence. We delight in those moments. But what about on a Monday? Do we delight in his word every single day of our lives? Second part of that, they're like trees. Actually, before I go to that, meditating on it day and night. A lot of people like to skip over that part because they're like, man, I don't want to be thinking about the word every single day. I don't want to be. I got other things to do. I got other things to think about. I got people to talk to on Facebook. I got stuff to rant about and stuff to go on about. Meditating on it day and night. Can I tell you this? When you get in your word every single day, you have a hunger and a thirst that arises within you to get more word every single day. And guess what? You start to begin to delight, find extreme satisfaction in his word. You want to know why you're not extremely satisfied in your life? You might not be in your word. I'm just saying, this is a problem in the church today where we don't pick this up. It's dusty. It's on the shelf. We don't get in this word every single day because we might not like what it says. Second part, they're like trees that are Planted. Someone underline planted. If you got a pen, underline that word planted it in your Bible this morning. They are like trees that are planted. Planted along the riverbank. Planted in the word of God. See, what we tend to do is we tend to visit the word when we need something. Or like, you know, we're going through a situation. We're like, man, I, I, I need a word. I need a word to get through this. Man, my marriage is falling apart. I need, I need to search all the scriptures on marriage, man. I'm, I'm sick in body. I need to go look up all the scriptures, stuff like that. We tend to only go when we need an answer rather than a lifestyle that we live. Or we seek it out when it's convenient. Well, you know, the Bible is just there. Oh, you know what? And I'm guilty of this too. Man, I have a day. I have the word of the day app. I, I, man, I get a scripture every single morning, and I'm good. 
I'm, I'm good. I'm sorry, I got my word for the day. It's convenient. See, until we plant ourselves in the word of God along the riverbank where there's life, right, because the word is life, until we start to plant ourselves in the word, we can't grow. And I believe, I believe that I was thinking about this. And uh, you talked to Pastor Brian, talked to Pastor Katie and all them. I really believe, and it was the beginning of this year, that I really believe that this is the year that this church grows. I'm not just talking about a number. I'm talking about growing in your pursuit of God. We can grow in number all we want, but that may be what we always will end up being, is just a number. But we need to focus on growing spiritually. That is the way that growth actually happens, is in the daily pursuit of God. Can I get an amen? This is the year for growth. And I'm honestly, I'm so blessed, and we are so blessed as a church to be under a pastor that encourages growth. That doesn't just give you a good word that you can kind of sit on and makes you feel good and all this stuff. But they give, he gives you a word that challenges you, that pushes you, that grows you, that calls you out of your stuff into what the promises of God are. I'm so blessed to be under a pastor that does that. He is amazing. And Pastor Brian, I know you're probably watching this. makes me nervous. But you're, I'm so thankful for you and we honor you this morning. Actually, can we give it up for Pastor Brian? Come on. Amazing pastor, love him. But this is the year for growth. I want to talk to you about cistern living. Cistern living. Pastor Ben, what is that? I'm glad you asked. Let's get right into it. Throw up that second scripture for me. Go to Jeremiah 2. Jeremiah 2, verse 13. Man, when I read this and this revelation hit me, I, I, I got so convicted <laughs> because I used to, I, I've done this. I've been saved since I was five. I was homeschooled, okay. I, I got, like, literally, when I got saved, my mom pulled me into the bedroom, her bedroom, and my dad's bedroom after church, literally pulled me aside and was just like, hey, do you want to get saved? And I'm five, and I'm like, sure, that's fine, I, I'll get saved, praise Jesus. But this word wrecked me because this takes you from being a normal church-attending Christian to be a faith-walking believer, is what this word is. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, y'all ready? Come on, y'all ready? Woo. Jeremiah. Chapter 2, verse 13, it says, for my people have done two evil things. This is, Jesus, this is God talking. My people, us, or the Israelites, what they're talking about, but that represents us. My people have done two evil things. Y'all ready? They've abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Let me read it one more time. The people have done two evil things. They've abandoned me, number one, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cisterns. Crack cisterns that can hold no water at all. See, back in the day, back in old civilization, before all the pipes and all the canals and all the reservoirs and all that fun stuff, guess where civilizations would usually plant their city? Their, where would they plant it? They would plant it by a fresh water life source, right? They, what they would do is, and see in the Bible, the woman at the well, what they would do is the men would go off hunting, the men would go work in the field, and the women would go to the well every single day and go get fresh water. They would go get fresh water for that day. That's how they lived. That's how they operated. See, for they have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, the source. The source of water, the fountain of living water. That word living means running. It's never ending. It's continuing. What, uh, is stagnant water like life water? Hey, can you drink stagnant water? Can you go to the swamp out over here and go drink some water? 
You got to go by running water, by living water. Back in, back in California, I lived right next to a river. Pastor Katie and Pastor Dylan can attest to this. The river was my favorite spot because the water was so fresh. You could almost drink the water. The current was powerful. It was clear as ice. And I would love to get in that water and swim in that water because it, fill, it filled me with so much joy because this was living water. This was water that was alive and not dead. They've abandoned me, the fountain of living water. See, what they did was instead of planting themselves by the fountain, living water, by the word, the word of God, instead of planting themselves by the source, they built cisterns. What is a cistern, Pastor Ben? Well, I'm glad you asked. Cisterns is a man-made hole that you would build in the desert to collect rainwater. Cisterns were a man-made thing. Israelites dug after they entered Canaan uh, were holes in the ground that were lined with plaster. Okay? These crude tanks collected rainwater that drained from the roofs in the wet weather. But the problem is, is that the water could become putrid or dangerous to drink. And the plaster often cracked, letting the rainwater out. Okay? This is the condition of the church today, unfortunately. What we've done was we've abandoned this source, this life-giving word of God that breathed all life into existence, the foundation of our belief as Christians... And we've built ourselves cisterns to catch rainwater. What does rainwater represent? Well, God spoke to me very, very clearly. The rainwater represents secondhand revelation. If you really think about it, rainwater is evaporated water from the earth that pours down on rain at random moments in time. What they've done, they've abandoned the fountain and they've created for themselves cisterns to try to sustain them. I'm going to give you an example real quick. Y'all ready for this? What we've done, we built cisterns. This is going to be my cistern because I can't build a hole in the middle of the altar and fill it with rainwater because I would get fired. Amen. <laughs> they built for themselves cisterns. This is the condition of the church today. We walk into church. Actually, can I get a chair real quick? I'm going to pass this chair. I didn't think about this earlier, but now I think about it. Amen. We walk into church with our cisterns, right? And we sit down. We're like, ooh, I need, I need a word from the Lord this morning. This kind of bothers me when people say I need a word from the Lord. You don't need a word from the Lord. You need the word of the Lord every single day. Maybe if you got in the word every single day, you wouldn't need a word when, it comes, when Sunday comes around. We walk in with our, son, with our cisterns to catch rainwater. Ooh, pastor, ooh, pastor's got a word, pastor's got a word. Hold on, hold on. See, this is what pastor does. Yeah, y'all aren't going to see me for a second. Amen. This is what pastor does. He, he hides away in the secret place where God can speak to him, where no one else sees. He gets firsthand revelation from the fountain. See what I did there with the fountain? Amen. That was good. That was good. He gets firsthand revelation from the fountain, right? And he's like, God has given me a word to encourage the church and push the church closer to him, right? And, th and then this is you. Or this, uh, I, won't, I won't be that direct. This is the church in general today, <laughs> amen. I don't want to get in trouble. 
And pastor will come with a word. And you're like, ooh. Oh, that feels good. Ooh, that, that's a good word right there. That's a good word. See, here's the thing. If I had multiple buckets, I would only be able to put so much in each bucket. Because here's the thing. You can't get the full revelation of God because it's not your revelation. It's Pastor Brian's revelation. So you're only going to get a little, a little bit. And, man, that might satisfy. Ooh, that's, that's exactly the word of the Lord that I need. And guess what, man? I'm going to carry that thing. I got a word from the Lord. Ooh, man, I'm changed. I'm different. There's a song, I'm different. Something like, <laughs> I don't know what that song it is. I don't really listen to the non-Christian music. I listen to worship music. But anyways, <clears throat> this feels good. Ooh that, ooh, that was a nice cold water there. That was a nice cool water drink. <laughs> Pastor Robert, can you tell me what that water looks like in there? Can you drink that water? Here's the thing, is that we catch a little bit of rainwater during the week or on a Sunday morning, and it's a good word. But what happens when water sits? It gets stagnated. What, when, what happens with stagnated water? It causes bacteria to grow. Dangerous. It, it's not even good enough to drink anymore. Rodney, can you double check that for me just in case Pastor Robert was lying? That's dirty water. <laughs> Here's the thing. You come back next week with the same water that Pastor Brian poured in you last week, but this time it's dirty water. And he comes with another fresh revelation of water. Woo! Woo! Jesus. That's a good word right there. What would happen if I keep taking this thing back to the fountain, come back, filling it up, taking it back to the fountain, getting some more water, coming back, filling it up? What would happen? This bucket would fill up, right? The problem with the church today is we have a lot of grown-up Christians filled with a bunch of word of God, but it's stagnated and gross water that no one else can drink from. And it will not sustain you in your daily walk with God. This rainwater will not sustain you. You can't drink this water because it's sit. It's stagnated. God's purpose for your life as a believer was not to sit in a Sunday morning, get a good word from the Lord, go home, sit on it all week, and then come back for another fresh revelation. God's purpose for you as a believer was to go to the word, the fountain, the living water every single day, and go get yourself some firsthand fresh water revelation from God. That is your purpose as a believer. But here's the thing. And I've been guilty of this, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like call it out and be like, y'all, y'all have this like this. This I'm guilty of this too. We become lazy as Christians. We want to come in with our cisterns to be fed, to be filled up, to make us feel good. We want to get filled up by the word. Man, I want to get filled up. I want to get filled up. Man, I'm thirsty. Man, I'm hungry. Oink, oink, oink. Christians have become so lazy in their walk with God that they'll rather accept and live off of this putrid, dangerous water to drink on a weekly basis rather than getting up, going, you're picking up your own, your own thing of water here and going to the fountain, getting some for yourself. I preached this message at a, a um, youth service one time. The illustration, I didn't use this bucket of water when I used it. Um, is Jonathan Santos in the room right now? He's in Kiss Church. Okay. <laughs> he would laugh. Um, what I did was I bought some, before I came to the service, I bought some McDonald's fries. And I was like, 
Here's man, I bought, I went and bought myself some fresh McDonald's fries. Amen. That was about like 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. You know, but it's still McDonald's fries, right? Who wants it? Jonathan Santos was like, oh my God, oh my God, I want it, I want it. He ate it. 15 minutes later, he was puking all up in the bathroom. Here's what happened. It's not healthy. And that's the point I want to try to get across this morning. It's not healthy as a believer and as a Christian to rely on this once in a while rainwater. It's not healthy for you. If you want to live a healthy life as a believer, you got to go to the source. You got to go to the fountain. You can't abandon the fountain, go live in the desert, build yourself cisterns. Because here's the thing. It rains all over the world, right? There's almost like not one place in the world that it doesn't rain. And this, this is what God hit me so hard. There's not one, person, one place in the world that it rains, right? It rains in the desert. They've abandoned me, the fountain of living water. They've created for themselves cisterns. What does it, it say in the notes? Where they create cisterns? In the desert. If you're living next to the source, you don't need a cistern. Now, now don't get me wrong. I'm not disregarding or downplaying what we bring on a Sunday pastor's word. But there's use and there's an encouragement and there's a drive and there's a push when our pastor gives us a fresh revelation word, right? But how the Christians live, how the church lives nowadays... We will abandon the fountain, the fresh water, the living water, go plant ourselves in the desert, create cisterns so that we can live, so we can sustain ourselves. Here's the thing. When you're planted next to the river, when you're planted next to the source, the life-giving source, the fountain of living water, the river that runs from this word, you grow into a big, tall tree, right? A tree that produces fruit, right? A tree that the leaves never wither, right? A tree that prospers in all they do. But what us as Christians, we want the blessings without the work. We want the promise without the commitment. Only big trees that produce fruit are planted next to the riverbank. What kind of, what kind of plants and vegetation do you find in the desert? Shrubs. Because guess what? It's only reliant on the rain that comes once in a while. See, if the rain came every single day, yeah, you could live off of rainwater. But here's the thing is that we go plant ourselves in the desert where we're far away from God. We tend to live life on our own. We kind of just, man, I want to wander around this desert for 40 years because that's what I want to do. Build cisterns, collect rainwater, and think that we will grow. But I'm here to tell you this morning that the rainwater can't sustain you. You won't grow if you're only relying off the one-time Sunday morning experience of rain rather than planting yourselves in the source, in the Word of God. See, this is why I was talking about growth earlier. I believe this is the year of growth. Amen? The only way that you're going to grow and fulfill all the things that God has called you to do and grow yourself as a believer is if you plant yourself along the riverbank. Next to the fountain of living water. But here's the thing. You got to be, be planted, y'all. You got to be planted. You can't, you can't just, you can't, you can't visit the Bible one, once every once in a while because it feels good or it's convenient. You got to be planted. You got to be planted. You got to let the roots, exactly, you got to let the roots dig in deep. Because that's when truth growth happens. You want the promise of, man, my leaves will never wither. Man, I'm prosperous in all I do. You wonder why maybe that's not happening. 
Here's the answer. Right here. You got to plant yourselves in this word. If we continue to rely on secondhand revelation of Sunday morning experience and not plant ourselves in his word every day, we will never grow into what God has called us to be. See, I told you I wasn't going to bring this big theological, <laughs> this big theological moment where, man, we get this crazy word from God. Because I didn't want you to get a word from me. I wanted you to get the word from him. So many times, and this, this, this pushes me over the edge sometimes, I hate it when pastors and leaders in the church will point to themselves more than they point to the word. Our jobs as pastors is to not point you to a church building or point you to a, a growth track thing or point you to a life group or point you to get involved in this and point you to get involved. Our job should be to point you to get in the word so that you as a believer can grow. That is our heart. And man, if you don't have a desire to grow, something's wrong. We're going to pray for you afterwards. Everyone want to grow in here? We got to start getting in this word. Have to. Absolutely have to. I know it's only 11.02, but did y'all get this word? Y'all receive this word? It's time for the church to stop just playing church. And it's time for the church to grow. Go ahead and stand up to your feet. In order to grow this year, in order to grow spiritually, in order to grow in your families, in order to grow in your job, your workplaces, to be prosperous in all you do for fruit to start to bear forth so that people can see it and take off of it. We got to get back to this. It's not an option, people. We have to get back to this. We can't keep abandoning the source and expect to live an amazing, blessed filled, promise filled life. Because this is our life. And if it isn't your life, man, I encourage you to get in this, make it your life. When God spoke to me, I, there hasn't been one day that I haven't at least touched this word. At least gotten something in it. Like I said, you can't grow unless this thing is in you. You can't. You know what happens when you don't get a bunch of fresh water and your roots don't grow deep and stuff like that? You get swayed by the world. You get swayed by things that you encounter. You get swayed by what other people tell you and other people's opinions and all this other stuff. But man, when you got the word of God in you, you're a strong tree that the roots just keep going deeper and deeper. Man, when a hurricane comes, you can't blow this thing over. And that's the type of believers that God has called us to be. Amen. Let's start today. Let's start this week. Don't wait until next week. Don't wait until the week after that. Start this week. Growth starts now. Like I said, I didn't want to preach this theological big message. Because Pastor Brian is taking this church, and God is really leading him in this church to grow in a certain direction. I wanted to bring something that supported him. Pastor Brian's not in the room this morning, but I want us to make a commitment to this, to live like this, to plant ourselves next to the word so that we as a church family can grow. And in turn, last point, and in turn, when we have the living water and we have the source and we have the firsthand revelation, guess what the non-believer is going to be drawn to? They're going to be drawn to that. They're not going to be drawn to the 
secondhand revelation dirty rainwater. They're going to be like, that's, that's terrible. But when you get this life and you sit, here's, here's the thing. Man, I'm preaching a little more. Here's the thing in the church today. We walk in like we're dead. We live like we're dead, like we don't have life. I guarantee you the main reason why that is is because we have not gotten in this word and planted ourselves next to the living water. I guarantee you, if you feel like, man, you're just going through the motions of life, you're going through the motions of church, get in this word and watch how your situation changes. Get in the life source. Man, I picked up two pages at once. Get in the life source. Because without this, we're dead. The world is not attracted to dead things. They're attracted to living things. We need to become a church that is beautiful and alive again. Because that is going to be the only way that we truly touch the people around us. If we walk in, doesn't matter what situation we're going through, we walk into a terrible work situation and we have a smile on our face because guess what? My Bible says that the days of my life, God planned them before the beginning of the earth was created. I walk in that promise. I walk in that truth. And people around you will start just being like, what are you doing? They'll start questioning. I don't have that. See, when the church knows what you're going through, but then you still have life, and you still have a foundation, and you still have truth, they're going to be attracted to that, and I truly believe that's how we're going to win the city.